It's an information overload Wednesday on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 325 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman. And I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is the day that shall live in infamy. So this is really a different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. You know, while I'm at it, let me just mention something. Um, we really appreciate the folks who have become patrons of ours. Can't thank you enough. Every little bit helps, and we want to thank you for that. Now, this is an information overload Wednesday. There's a lot to talk about. And one of the first things I want to get to here, one of our partners, one of the businesses we're affiliated with, has made the news in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Here it is from the Dallas Morning News and Channel 5, NBC, DFW. Gift from conservative Christian Patriot Mobile to Grapevine Police sparks backlash. Here's what the article says from Sarah Bahari, Dallas Morning News. A brief Facebook post appeared innocuous. The Grapevine Police Department thanked a local company for gifting its staff a pizza party, adding that it was blessed to have their support and encouragement. But the gift, don't you love when they put a but in there? But the gift made by the Christian conservative Patriot Mobile cell phone company caused an outcry on social media where people urged the department to return it. Yeah, whenever you do the right thing, whenever you stand for righteousness, there's going to be an outcry. There's going to be a pushback. So on Saturday, Grapevine, Texas police said it would not accept the gift certificate to Kane Rosso, and would instead donate it to an organization in need. The amount of the certificate was not immediately clear. Okay, now have you ever read a local news account from someplace different from where you live? And the person writing the story assumes you'll understand what they're talking about when they mention something local, and you have to go look it up. I'm like uh, 
Cain Rosso. Never heard of it. But the article said that Patriot Mobile gave the Grapevine, Texas police, a pizza party. So I had to do an Internet search for Kane Rosso, C-A-N-E, like sugar cane, and then R-O-S-S-O, and buddy. I'm looking at this website, and one of the most beautiful pizza pies I've ever seen in my life, and it says Kane Rosso serves the most authentic wood-fired Neapolitan pizzas in Texas. From its beginnings, as a mobile pizza operation to multiple locations across the DFW Metroplex, along with outposts in both Houston and Austin, Cane Rosso creates an authentic Italian dining experience with the highest quality ingredients, handmade dough, mozzarella made in-house daily, fresh pasta, and unique takes on both traditional and modern Italian dishes. So right there... Something occurred to me. Patriot Mobile saying thank you to their local police department. No offense, but they didn't send over a dozen pizzas from Pizza Hut or Little Caesar or Domino's or whatever. Only the best. Looks like maybe even only the most expensive. They really went all out. This Cain Rosso, man, this looks like, wow. You're not going to confuse it with Hungry Howie's. And I'm not trying to offend, uh, you know, low-cost pizza places. But, um, wow. I am, you know, I was already impressed with Patriot Mobile and already thankful to be in business with them, supporting them, and they're supporting us. But then when I saw this, I'm like, man. That's that's just classy. So the Grapevine Police Department wrote in a follow-up post, we do not question a donor's beliefs. We simply express our gratitude. In this case, however, the donation brought out deep emotion. In other words, we are going to... Uh, roll over for the outrage mob. And once you start down that road, it never ends. It never ends. Matter of fact, um, the great Dana, Dana Lash over there on the, well, she's got a nationally syndicated uh, radio talk show, and she's got 1.2 million followers on Twitter. And her pinned tweet is just beautiful. She says, never bend a knee to the rage mob, ever. Okay? So, unfortunately, the Grapevine, Texas Police Department decided to bend the knee to the rage mob. Not a good idea. Anyway, Who cares who brought out deep emotion? You know, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that if you have to shoot somebody who's pointing a gun at you, a police officer, that's also going to bring out deep emotion from the Perps family. You know? I'll bet you if you got to use a taser to try to get the cuffs on somebody, 
that's going to bring out deep emotion from the Parps family. Anyway, Dallas Morning News article continues, Patriot Mobile, which describes itself as America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to promote like-minded candidates in recent suburban school board races in Tarrant County. I believe that's uh, Fort, Fort Worth. Let me, let, me, let me just double check. I believe it's Fort Worth. I know it's either Fort Worth or Dallas. Yeah, Fort Worth. Yeah, Fort Worth. I had it right. Anyway, last spring, Patriot Mobile's Political Action Committee sent thousands of political mailers accusing sitting school board members of endangering students with critical race theory and other woke ideas regarding gender and race. And you know why they did that, friends? I'm going to digress here from the Dallas Morning News article because it was true, because that's what the school board was doing. All 11 candidates backed by Patriot Mobile won their races across four school districts, Grapevine, Colleyville, Southlake, Keller, and Mansfield. Well, God bless them then. God bless them. That was a good thing. Now, the Dallas Morning News continues. Jenny Story, Patriot Mobile's chief operating officer, told the New York Times, if we lose Tarrant County, we lose Texas. If we lose Texas, we lose the country. Dallas Morning News puts a butt in here again. But some have accused Grapevine-based company of driving a wedge in communities and on once sleepy school boards. In other words, we're upset that we can no longer get away with this stuff, once sleepy school boards. And over the weekend, many expressed disappointment with the police department for initially accepting the gift. Grapevine resident Jane Boyd wrote, why would you think it was appropriate to associate with a group like Patriot Mobile? I am absolutely appalled. Not a good look for the Grapevine PD. So much for a fair and just police force. Okay, groomer. Others said Grapevine police should have accepted the pizza and that an organization's politics should not matter. One person wrote, pretty gutless. How sad that a simple act of kindness becomes so misconstrued. Now, if Grapevine, Texas police, rejects the gift, Patriot Mobile said it would like the department to donate it to another police department as the gift was intended to support law enforcement. A spokeswoman for the company said it paid $2,575 for the gift certificate at an auction for families of fallen soldiers. Patriot Mobile CEO Glenn Story said in a prepared statement, the response from the far left is not surprising to us, nor is it anything new. We have been called Christian nationalists by those who want to silence us, to break us, to make us stop, but we embrace the term. We love our country, and we love the Lord, and we strive to be light in the darkness. I'm so thankful to be affiliated with these people. Dallas Morning News says in its post, Grapevine Police 
say they are reevaluating their policy for how to receive donations. The department wrote, Our community deserves to be heard, and we want you to know we are listening. Please know that our actions were not intended to create distrust, and we vowed to do better moving forward. Well, you're doing worse. You're doing worse. Never take a knee to the rage mob. Isn't that what Dana Lash said? Never bend a knee to the rage mob, ever. So, speaking of Dana Lash, Glenn Story, CEO and founder of Patreon Mobile, went on her show to talk about it. I guess it was Monday. And he couldn't have been more gracious. And Dana was saying, boy, I tell you what, you're <laughs> you're a lot nicer than I would be. And I relate. He's a lot nicer than I would be, too. He's like, hey, you know, no offense, just one of those things. No big. It's all good. We're, we're just trying to do the right thing and show our uh, appreciation for uh, – for law enforcement, but yeah, it's it's fine. You know, we we take no offense whatsoever if they decided that's what they needed to do. By the way, also speaking of Dana, her tweet, never bend a knee to the rage mob ever, that is her pinned tweet. And the first time I saw it, I retweeted it. Now, Twitter has a thing that they do, which is unretweeting conservatives. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're not on Twitter, you're like, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that ever since Elon Musk bought the place, um, he's been trying to fix some things and make things um, more fair and equitable. Uh, but this is something that perhaps he's not aware of. Well, they do. Uh, Twitter unretweets conservatives, which is why I am going back right now and retweeting it again because every time I notice they have unretweeted it for me, um, I go back and retweet it and do a message about with hashtag Twitter unretweets conservatives. Because they, they've done this dozens of times. And I got to think that, you know, at some point Elon's going to fix it when he finds out about it. Um, but they're sabotaging him. There's no question they're sabotaging him. And I guess um, he hasn't fired enough people yet. Now, whenever... Whenever new Twitter files drop, we try to cover them for you and tell you what's going on. Like when, um, was it Adam Schiff or Eric Swalwell who was trying to get people censored, trying to get people uh, kicked off of, uh, of Twitter? Anyway, um, but good going to Patreon Mobile, you know, the cool thing is they spelled the name right in the Dallas Morning News and on NBC5 DFW. So that was really good. That was really good. 
publicity for being the only uh, Christian conservative uh, cellular company, cell phone carrier. That's that's great. Good going. Good going. And they spent over $2,500 for a pizza party and not just any kind of pizza party. I mean, this makes me want to visit the DFW Metroplex because this Kane Rosso thing looks incredible to me. And I am a, uh, I'm a pizza connoisseur, you know? So, anyway, having said that, let me tell you. If you tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where... Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River has perfected the online buying process. All you have to do, is go to redriverauto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase fully online. If you have any questions about a vehicle, one of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences. All the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. You want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV? Order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer will deliver your Vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental USA, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating my pillow, the best pillow ever. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Now, my wife and I just love sleeping in our Giza Dreams bed sheets. Now, Mike Lindell is offering the best deal on his Giza Dreams bed sheets. You can get a set of Giza sheets for as low as $29.98. The first night you sleep on these Giza Dreams sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You get a set of Giza Dreams sheets for as low as $29.98 just by using promo code DWS. And right now, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. MyPillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles like plush, waffle, or gossamer. For as low as $29.98. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, 
and so much more. Use that promo code DWS, and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding, including my pillow Giza Dreams sheets for just twenty nine ninety eight. Now, Mike Lindell's other passion is to support American entrepreneurs and bring manufacturing back to our country. For years, people approached Mike Lindell with great products, but had no way of marketing them. MyStore.com was created to give those people a voice and a platform to bring you their amazing products made right here in the USA. MyStore.com has all kinds of great deals on automotive products, bath and beauty, books and video, clothing, decor items, food and drink, garden and patio, health, home improvement, household essentials, kitchen and dining, personal care, sports and outdoors, toys and games, and so much more. By the way, I'm wearing my new My Slippers moccasins right now. I had no idea slippers could feel this good. Right now, save up to $90 on My Slippers, slip-ons and moccasins, marked down to just $49.98 by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. Now, what makes My Slippers different is Mike's exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS. And remember now, that doesn't stand for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, no, no. doesn't stand for a washed-up old Democrat politician. No, DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. All right, it is Information Overload Wednesday. So let's get right to the rest of the overload. Hunter Biden fighting in court to bar his four-year-old love child from using his surname. Deborah Hine over at American Greatness has a story. Scandal-plagued Hunter Biden resisting a motion in court to allow his four-year-old daughter to use his surname, arguing it's in her best interest not to share his family's name. According to the New York Post, London Roberts made the request on December 27th amid an ongoing paternity case in Independence, Arkansas, where Biden is fighting to lower his child support payments for his illegitimate daughter, Navy Joan Roberts. Now, why would he want to do that? He's got plenty of money. He he should be fighting to pay more, shouldn't he? On December 27th, Ms. Roberts asked Circuit Court Judge Holly Meyer to allow her daughter to take the Biden name, claiming it would benefit their daughter because it is now synonymous with being well-educated, successful, financially acute, and politically powerful. Roberts also argued that the Biden name would open up opportunities for the girl, just like it has for other members of the Biden family. In the court filing January 6th, Biden's lawyer argued in response his surname would actually rob the child of a peaceful existence because it's become a lightning rod for criticism. Really? Hunter, what would you have done to be a lightning rod for criticism, I, I just, I, I, my stars and garters. I'll tell you what, I'm transmogrified. I, I just can't believe this. 
scraping cotton peas. What are you talking about, Hunter Biden? Lightning rod for criticism. Well, your daddy says that you uh, you're the most the, the smartest man he knows. Anyway, uh, Hunter, Hunter told the judge his daughter should decide for herself once the disparagement of the Biden name is not at its height. Well, Hunter, I don't think that day is going to come. <laughs> From the New York Post article, Biden, who became the center of national controversy after emails and records on his laptop, allegedly revealed a scheme to sell his father's influence for millions of dollars to American adversaries, cited criticism from his ex as proof that his family name is being dragged through the mud. Biden pointed to court filings from Roberts that referenced the federal probe into his tax affairs and his dealings with Ukrainian energy company Burisma in response to his request to lower his child support payments. Roberts' motivation is now political warfare against the Bidens, the first son claims, and reverses her efforts in late 2019 to redact their daughter's name and any other identifying information about her from the public court record. Now, on the other hand, Ms. Roberts maintains that the name change would make things the name change would make things right for her daughter, as she remains estranged from the first family. In her filing, Roberts said, to the extent this is misconduct or neglect, it can be rectified by changing her last name to Biden so that she may undeniably be known to the world as the child of the defendant and member of the prestigious Biden family. Hunter Biden initially denied being the child's father and at one point was threatened with contempt of court over his failure to supply needed documents in the case. A DNA test was forced by a court. Hunter Biden was found to be the father, although he continued to fight in court against paying child support and supplying financial records. Hunter Biden and London Roberts had a brief fling in late 2017. At around the same time, Hunter was dating his older brother's widow. Really? Joe Biden's seventh grandchild was born the following August. On his blog, George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley noted that historically, Arkansas courts have followed a presumption in favor of a child having the surname of its father. Jonathan Turley blasted Hunter Biden, saying he has reached a new low in his efforts to bar his own daughter from using his name, but also took aim at the elder Bidens and the corporate media for ignoring this sordid and shameful family saga. Professor Turley said the position of Hunter in court has been disgraceful, but the media has largely ignored the matter. It has also ignored the utter lack of support from Joe Biden and Jill Biden, who tellingly omitted a stocking for Navy Joan as one of their grandchildren, even though the dog and cat got stockings. He said there's no record that Joe or Jill Biden have ever sought to meet, let alone embrace, their own grandchild. The resident, see, I won't call him president. The resident has, however, sought to deny the child security protection despite his son's concern for her peaceful existence. Joe Biden has long campaigned against deadbeat dads, but when a Fox reporter asked about Hunter's refusal, to pay child support, 
Dementia Joe snapped at him and refused to answer the question on the, quote, personal matter, unquote. The media also ignored Hunter's deadbeat dad record and fawning interviews about this bravery and writing a book on his life. The media. Would that be Amy Robach over at ABC? Anyway, Jonathan Turley noted that Joe Biden likes to talk about his Irish roots and his family tree and pointed out that his familial legacy now includes Navy Joan, whether they like it or not. Professor Turley said those are her relatives, even if they refuse to recognize or embrace her. That is the great Deborah Hine over at American Greatness. Article entitled Hunter Biden Fighting in Court to Bar His Four-Year-Old Love Child from Using His Surname. Now, have you heard the latest about the ATF? You know, the organization had something to do with uh, burning all those kids in Waco all those years ago. The ATF. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. I guess it's ATFE now, right? Jordan Boyd over the Federalist. With new pistol brace rule, ATF seeks to turn millions of law-abiding gun owners into felons. Have you heard about this? Well, let me tell you what the deal is. At the behest of Joe Biden, the unelected bureaucrats of Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives plan to finalize a rule that will turn the up to 40 million estimated Americans who legally obtained pistol brace-equipped firearms into federal felons. The rule seeks to reclassify firearms with pistol braces as short-barrel rifles, which require extra registration with the government and a tax stamp that normally totals $200 under the National Firearms Act. The ATF signal it may waive the fee, which it does not technically have the authority to do since the Treasury collects a tax. To avoid 10 years in jail and a potential $10,000 fine, gun owners must reclassify their legally obtained weapons as short-barrel rifles through a months-long red tape-plagued and expensive process or destroy the pistol brace. Once the ATF publishes its final rule in the Federal Register, gun owners will have 120 days to bring their firearms into compliance. Yet the ATF warns, that Americans with pistol braces are likely already violating the National Firearms Act by possessing an unregistered rifle with a barrel of less than 16 inches. That's their words, not mine. Those who refuse to register their non-compliant firearms as NFA items and pay the $200 tax stamp that accompanies them will be required to surrender their pistol-braced equipped guns to the ATF. Firearms owners in the 21 states with SBR bans will also be forced to relinquish or destroy their pistol-brace-equipped firearms to avoid penalty and punishment. Now, SBR stands for uh, short-barrel rifles. When Biden personally requested the rule in 2021, Hundreds of thousands of members of the public expressed opposition to it. Every Republican in the 117th Senate, except for Rob Portman and Susan Collins, also urged the ATF 
to abandon the rule that would turn millions of law-abiding Americans into criminals overnight and would constitute the largest executive branch imposed gun registration and confiscation scheme in American history. The senators wrote, wait a minute, every Republican senator other than Rob Portman and Susan Collins? Wait a minute, so even Lindsey Graham, Mitt Romney, Murkowski, they all signed this? That's amazing. Anyway, the senators wrote, the proposed rule is worse than merely abdicating your responsibility to protect Americans from criminals. You're threatening to turn law-abiding Americans into criminals by imposing the largest executive branch initiated gun registration and confiscation program in American history. Despite strong public opposition and the threat of legal and congressional involvement, the ATF didn't budge. ATF Director Stephen Dettelbach claimed last week that the rule prevents people from circumventing the laws Congress passed almost a century ago, yet he and Attorney General Merrick Garland shamelessly admit that it is the executive branch, not Congress, that is redefining rifle beyond what is constituted in statute. Garland said in a statement almost a century ago, Congress determined that short-barreled rifles must be subject to heightened requirements. Today's rule makes clear that firearms manufacturers, dealers, and individuals cannot evade these important public safety protections simply by adding accessories to pistols that transform them into short-barreled rifles. Now, the ATF determined a decade ago in 2012 that pistol braces do not alter the classification of a pistol or other firearm. The agency based its approval on the fact that this device is not designed or intended to fire a weapon from the shoulder. The ATF reconfirmed in 2017 that the brace, barring modifications and misuse, still doesn't qualify as a heavily regulated short barrel rifle. That approval was monumental for AR pistol owners who coveted the comforts a brace provides without subjecting them to the short barrel rifle regulation an AR with a stock and a less than 16-inch barrel would have. Garland, however, justifies the ATF's new rule with claims that Certain so-called stabilizing braces are designed to just attach to pistols, essentially converting them into short-barrel rifles to be fired from the shoulder. That distinction may not seem like a big deal, but it constitutes what Second Amendment attorney Stephen Halbrook calls legislative rulemaking by the ATF. In an interview on Monday, Halbrook said, essentially, ATF has tried to redefine and expand on the definition of rifle, which has criminal implications, and that's a no-no. There would be nothing wrong with ATF telling the public what it considers when it tries to decide or analyze whether an item is a pistol or a rifle. There's nothing wrong with that. But when they try to make this binding, in other words, they try to add to the regulation, basically it's called legislative rulemaking. And then they say, we're going to prosecute people who are acting not in accord with this regulation. That's where it goes beyond the pale. For years now, the ATF felt emboldened 
to legislate by regulation instead of enforcing what's already on the books. That behavior went largely unchecked by Congress, but recently landed the agency in hot water with federal courts over its bump stock ban. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals held last week that the ATF's attempt to redefine non-mechanical bump stocks as machine guns did not match Congress's statutory definition. Additionally, the court determined that the ATF performed an exercise of legislative power in violation of the Constitution's vesting of all such power in Congress, citing U.S. Constitution Article 1, Section 1. The same is likely true for the ATF's pistol brace rule. Already, Second Amendment organizations have vowed to take the Biden administration to court over its attempts to retroactively criminalize law-abiding Americans over pistol braces. That's the great Jordan Boyd over the Federalist.com article entitled, With New Pistol Brace Rule, ATF Seeks to Turn Millions of Law-Abiding Gun Owners into Felons. I don't know if you're hearing about this from anywhere else, but I try to share with you important things that can affect you that you may not be hearing anywhere else. You know, I mean, uh, I don't have time to listen to talk radio anymore because I'm doing show prep for this around the clock. But every once in a while I stumble across something and I'm thinking, no, there's no way anybody else is talking about this. And so I see it as my duty to share this kind of story with you. Here's one from Michael Austin, the Western Journal. Ernest Ramirez says he wanted to do the right thing for his son, who so he decided to have 16-year-old Ernesto take the COVID-19 vaccine. After all, what was the harm? Ramirez was told the vaccine was one hundred percent safe five days later april 24th 2021 his son died from complications related to an enlarged heart soon after his son's death ramirez said he received a call from the federal emergency management agency fema according to mr ramirez officials with fema asked him to change the cause of death for his son to covid ramirez said they offered to help him financially in exchange for doing so Last Friday, a video of Ramirez's FEMA revelation made the rounds on Twitter going viral with a whopping 1.3 million views. The speech was filmed in April of last year at the Defeat the Mandates rally in Los Angeles. At the time, Ramirez said when the news came out, when the media and the government, that there were safe and effective vaccines, we were told that everyone needed it to get the vaccine for our health and to stop the spread. I decided to do the right thing and keep my son safe. Turned out to be the worst decision of my life. Suddenly my son was dead and I was planning his funeral. Ernest Ramirez said an autopsy showed the teenager had myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle. Ramirez then talked about his conversation with officials from FEMA. At the rally, he said, seven months later, after FEMA contacted me and asked me to change the cause of death of my son 
to COVID so they could help me financially. I told them I would never do that. I would definitely never disrespect my son in that way. FEMA's website says the agency provides as much as $9,000 toward funeral expenses in cases where death was attributed to COVID-19. Gee, I wonder if there's anybody in America who decided, hey, let's change the death certificate, get the $9,000. Think about it. Only a few months after Ernesto's death, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, revealed an unexpectedly high number of heart complications have been occurring in young men who had taken the COVID-19 vaccine. That was reported by NBC News, of all places. At the time, 226 cases of myocarditis or pericarditis had been reported in vaccinated people under the age of 30 when fewer than 100 were expected. It's according to Dr. Tom Shimabukuro, Deputy Director of the CDC's Immunization Safety Office. Again, according to NBC News. So NBC News did a random act of journalism? Really? According to the CDC, myocarditis and pericarditis, inflammation of the outer lining of the heart, appear to be rare side effects of COVID vaccination, especially prevalent in adolescents and young men. Nevertheless, the agency says for the vast majority of people, the data shows the low risks of complications from the vaccine are outweighed by the reward. The CDC says on its website, the known risks of COVID-19 illness and its related possibly severe complications, such as long-term health problems, hospitalization, even death, far outweigh the potential risks of having a rare Adverse reaction to vaccination, including the possible risk of myocarditis and pericarditis. So they get paid to lie. In the months since Ernesto's death, we have seen a steady trickle of reports involving young and otherwise healthy people dying suddenly of unknown circumstances. At this time, the stories are largely anecdotal. It could be that such cases were always happening but are only now being reported and amid concerns about the COVID vaccine. Despite that, one thing is certain. Young, healthy individuals are extremely low risk of suffering COVID mortality. To put this into perspective, according to CDC, from 2020 to 2023, more U.S. children aged 0 to 17 suffered deaths involving pneumonia than COVID-19. A lot more. Nevertheless, because of intense pressure from the government and establishment media, many got the vaccine anyway. Outrageous. I don't know if you heard about that story, but I I knew I needed to share it with you. Look, I've been talking about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in. We all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the, the pandemic. While so many little guys, small business owners, regular people, were forced to close. Wealthiest people on earth became better off, while mom and pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? What can we do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? 
Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. SwitchToAmerica.com is helping Americans walk away from the big-box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created, with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of Patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow Patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big, woke corporations that are destroying our country. We are done with the woke globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica.com. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Each of us can choose to take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. And now, an even more exciting addition is fresh American-raised beef. You know, we keep on hearing how Bill Gates wants to shoot the, the COVID vaccine into livestock. I hope he's never allowed to do it, but in the meantime, the way to make sure you get beef with no extra stuff, switch to America.com. Fresh American-raised beef, raised in the mountains of Montana near Yellowstone. This beef is known as never, ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. SwitchToAmerica.com is the website. You go to it. When it asks how you heard about us, you click on my name, Doc Washburn, plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. SwitchToAmerica.com. All right, now, let me share with you, once again, America's best-kept secret in healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo? How about problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you, even if you're not in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. It's really easy for that atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column could get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, hay fever went away. It's never come back. I had migraines year-round all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, migraines went away, never came back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends, Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 
501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation, 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. Now, we started off the, the, uh, the show today with a news story about one of our partners, Patriot Mobile. And they gave a pizza party to a police department, spent over $2,500 on it. At what looks like probably the best pizza place in Texas, Kane Rosso. Man, do I want to go to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and check them out. But anyway, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, now also offers competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. If you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars go to corporate woke agendas, Switch to Patriot Mobile Business today. Learn more at business.patriotmobile.com or call the 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. That's business.patriotmobile.com or call 469-FREEDOM. All right, now, let's check out Biden, the article of PJ Media by Stephen Green, tax cheat, did Joe Biden fail to report the $50,000 a month in rent that Hunter claimed he paid? Update, we've learned that it's possible Joe wasn't underreporting his rent and that Hunter may have been even more stoned than we thought. Turns out he may have reported his quarterly office rent as his monthly home rent, and that's pretty druggy. A Twitter user named Truth Ninja claims Hunter Biden never paid his dad $49,910 a month for rent. The form was dated late 2018. His security deposit 
and time of lease, March 2017 through February 2018, at House of Sweden, match the amount listed, $49,910. This is for his business, Owasco. On purpose or not, he filled the form out wrong. Huh. Maybe so. But Breitbart has the article. Wendell Husebo, Hunter Biden's $49,910 rent exactly matches deposit on office shared with Chinese energy company. Hunter Biden's monthly rent, $49,910, matches the rental deposit at the House of Sweden related to the Biden family business venture with the infamous CEFC China Energy Company. Hunter's $49,910 deposit also matches the amount of money he logged on a 2018 background check document unearthed by the New York Post's Miranda Devine in an email. October 13, 2017, Cecilia Browning, general manager of House of Sweden, office complex in Washington, D.C., emailed Hunter about a lease that Hunter and his Chinese business partners were trying to terminate, according to emails unearthed from Hunter's laptop from hell. Browning notes the amount of the deposit, $49,910 for the office space, and that it would be returned to Hunter upon signing a lease termination document. Browning emailed Hunter, if you're willing to terminate the lease of number 507, the owners are willing to let you out of the lease as of December 31st, 2017. Please note that there is a security deposit paid by you of 49910 which will be returned within 15 days after the termination of the lease after inspection of normal wear and tear. Hunter had apparently requested the termination of the lease after his deal with CEFC China Energy fell apart. The Biden family had previously negotiated a deal with CEFC whereby President, no, I can't call him that, whereby resident Joe Biden, the big guy, would receive a 10% equity stake in the joint venture, according to whistleblower Tony Bobolinsky. This thing is just so deep. The rabbit holes. The rabbit holes just go so deep, you know? Do you think that they are actually trying to kick him to the curb? Do you think that's what's going on here? They're actually trying to get rid of him? Because I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if everybody's going to notice a double standard and they're just rubbing our face in it. I, I don't know. Speaking of rubbing our face in it, uh, Jordan Schachtel, who has dossier.substack.com, points out we have been bamboozled. Despite claiming to have retired at the end of last year, Dr. Anthony Fauci remains on staff at the government health bureaucracy at the NIH and maintains his status as the highest-paid bureaucrat in the federal government. Additionally, Fauci has secured an indefinite taxpayer-funded security detail he remains on staff at the NIH so that he maintains eligibility for a taxpayer-funded U.S. Marshals detail, which involves more than half a dozen agents on a full-time detail. August 2022, Fauci wrote he would be stepping down from his position 
in December in order to pursue the next chapter of his career. It remains unclear what Fauci's new role is at the NIH. All we know is that he no longer heads the uh, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That position is now held by Hugh Auchincloss, Fauci's longtime deputy. Auchincloss is a walking conflict of interest. His daughter is a big pharma executive, and his son is a U.S. congressman. In recent exit interviews with the corporate press, Fauci claimed to have received endless death threats, thereby justifying his around-the-clock taxpayer-funded security detail. However, this privilege is unique to Fauci, as it is not even afforded to most cabinet secretaries. Fauci's newfound status was first reported by Dr. Marty McCary at Johns Hopkins. McCary writes, citing sources of the NIH, one source close to the matter told me the White House has made the decision to keep Fauci employed by the government in order to keep a security detail of U.S. Marshals. Former director of NIAID has received death threats, including one that was believed to be an intercepted plot to harm him. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe any of that. Some staff at NIH are simply frustrated by the idea that the 82-year-old former NIAID director is part of an inside network of legacy government players that are taken care of by each other. If Fauci is still on the books, it would be in line with a pattern of older NIH scientists being shuffled around government at the end of their careers. When reached by the dossier, both the U.S. Marshals and the NIH Refuse to confirm or deny the fact that Fauci remains on the government payroll. However, the dossier has independently confirmed Fauci receives a security detail at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer, which confirms he remains on the NIH roster. Though his duties are unclear, Fauci remains classified as an employee in the NIH directory. A full-time protective detail is billed at over a million dollars a month, according to previous reporting on U.S. Marshals' security costs. A large team of U.S. Marshals' special agents have been detailed to Fauci for almost three years, meaning he has incurred tens of millions of dollars in taxpayer-funded security costs. It's not as if Fauci can't afford private security from time to time. He's become a very wealthy man over the course of his time in government. Yeah, Pfizer paid him a lot, right? Millions, right? The government bureaucrats' net worth soared, especially during the COVID hysteria era. According to Open the Books, he disclosed a net worth increase from $7.6 million January 1, 2019 to over $12.6 million December 31, 2021. How about that? Have you heard about that from anywhere else? Yeah, I, I, I kind of didn't think so. I kind of didn't think so. So I got to play you some audio before we get out of here. I've been, I've been saving some up. Uh, how about Dr. McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, talking about vaccine-related deaths. You realize at some point this is going to hit um, – 
This is going to hit critical mass, and they're not going to be able to ignore it anymore. In each case now, it's a public health priority. We have to know if they're vaccinated. And there's a paper by Schwab and colleagues from Heidelberg, Germany, that has shown people found dead at home like her, that if they've taken the vaccine, 71% of the time, it's a vaccine fatal injury that caused the sudden death. So whether it's myocarditis, a fatal blood clot, intracranial hemorrhage. So in her case, in all these cases, we must know the vaccine status. It cannot be kept a mystery. Well, they're going to try to make sure it is kept a mystery for as long as possible, aren't they? Brian Stelter, who, by the way, is a potato. He is, um, he got fired from CNN, so he works at Harvard now. And he is the moderator of something going on over at uh, World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland. Do you ever hear anybody talk about what's going on at Davos? That tends to be what they're talking about, World Economic Forum. They meet at Davos, Switzerland. A lot of times people in the press just use Davos as shorthand. People watching are like, uh, what are you talking about? What is that? Huh? What? 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 That's what they're talking about. So here is Stelter on foreign soil condemning our First Amendment right to free speech. The clear and present danger of disinformation uh, is our conversation here this afternoon. It follows a session just now about disrupting distrust, and of course those are connected, so I hope that's where we can start. Uh, I'm Brian Stelter, formerly of CNN, now a fellow at Harvard University. Let me briefly introduce our panelists. Uh, and since we're being live-streamed, a reminder that the hashtag is WEF23. We can try to put some real information out into the world to make up for all the crazy. Yeah, he doesn't want you to be allowed to have your freedom of speech. Here again, Stelter and some guy who was uh, on the panel there at World Economic Forum but was unidentified, slamming your First Amendment right to free speech. Talk from the newsroom and the the news publishing perspective, and then we'll work our way toward uh, some of the uh, political uh, parts of the conversation. Uh, How does this discussion of disinformation relate to everything else happening here today in Davos? Um... Well, first, uh, thanks for having me as, as part of this conversation. As you can imagine, this is something I really care deeply about. So I, th- I think if you look at, at um, this question of disinformation, I think it maps basically to every other <laughs> major challenge that we are grappling with as a society, and particularly the most existential among them. So disinformation and, and the broader set of misinformation, conspiracy, propaganda, clickbait, you know, the 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 broader um, mix of bad information that's corrupting the information ecosystem. What it attacks is trust. And once you see trust decline, uh, what you then see um, is uh, societies start to fracture. And so you see people fracture along tribal lines and um, and uh, and you know that immediately undermines pluralism. Mm-hmm. And you know the undermining of pluralism is probably the most dangerous thing that can happen to a democracy. So I really I think if if you know if you're spending this week thinking about the health of democracies and democratic erosion, I think it's really important to work your way back up to where this starts. They want to shut you up, man. Just so you know, they want to shut you up. Now, Al Gore was there ranting and raving about the climate. Enough already! Enough! 
And I, I don't want to get sidetracked onto what needs to happen, but we need to scale up climate finance, but we need desperately to scale down anti-climate finance. And we are still subsidizing the burning of fossil fuels globally at a rate 42 times larger than the subsidies for the shift toward renewables and EVs, uh, etc. We need new leadership at the World Bank. We need them to uh, scale up the leverage and vastly increase the amounts that are, are committed. And we need to rein in the anti-climate activities of the fossil industry. Sounds like uh, Al Gore is against free speech and free enterprise, for that matter. These people just want to control you, right? John Kerry. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, a select group of human beings, because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy, tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. He's an extraterrestrial, for sure. He's on a different planet, man. Um, as my peeps would say, that boy is whack. He's whack. Now, the vice president of the European Union, a woman who goes by the name of Vera Jourova, announced at the World Economic Forum that hate speech laws are coming to the USA soon. We need the people who understand the language and the case law in the country mm. because what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S. I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. The AI would be too dangerous. Yeah, we're not going to go with that. Um, no, that's... Uh, that's DOA. Not, no, no, don't need that. All right. Um, Congressman Seth Moulton, he was one of the many Democrats running for president in the uh, Democrat presidential primaries a few years ago. He's from Massachusetts. Oh, he doesn't like that First Amendment either. Another quick comment on this, um, which I, I, com I completely agree with what you're saying. And this concept of preserving public safety, uh, even under the banner of free speech, is actually something that we've accepted for a long time. You know, we can get taught in, in grade school the concept of, you know, yes, you're allowed free speech, but not crying fire in a crowded theater. Actually, the Supreme Court says that uh, crying fire in a crowded theater is protected by the First Amendment. That is settled case law from many years ago. You can look it up, but liberals love to ignore that and feed you, wait for it, misinformation. Ah! <laughs> now, Joe Manchin, Democrat senator from uh, West Virginia, he's supposed to be a dying breed, right? 
he's supposed to be like uh, one of the few rational, reasonable Democrats, you know, a guy you can work with, a guy you can talk sense to. Maybe not. He's over there at Davos also. The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, that you can basically um, personify the extremes, somebody who is extremely right or extremely left, and it seems like that is the majority speaking. They're not the majority, but they're basically driving everybody to make a decision. What side are you on? Are you on this side or this side? And in America, there's only one side, the American side. It's not the Republican side or Democrat. We should be coming together to solve the problems from a different angle. Now, as Joe Manchin knows, Democrat Party wants socialism in America, and most Republicans want freedom. And so there's no coming together to work on things. But he thinks we're stupid. Know what I'm saying? I mean... Joe Manchin upsets me to the extent that I'm ready, willing, and able to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Your Way. Red River Your Way, big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online the way you want to. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Today's tweet of the day, Geraldo Rivera. By the way, do you know uh, the old uh, comedy duo, Cheech and Chong used to call him Horrendo Revolver. Anyway, Geraldo on the five yesterday doesn't know what AR in AR-15 stands for. Oh, I guess I should turn it up so you can hear it. Ah, ha. It makes it makes macho the people who possess it. Oh, look at me! I'm a big deal. Rifle, and it's it's not a rifle. Yes, it's Greg. a rifle. It's a, it is a machine. What is AR? It is for? it is it is a automatic so rifle. No, that's not what it is. Well, I, all I know is that AR-15s have no place in okay. American society other than sport clubs. Okay. And I agree with him on that. I also think, uh, ironically, that we do need uh, more IRS agents if they say we need more. What a maroon. If, if I may quote the great Bugs Bunny, what a maroon. We need more IRS agents. Come on, man. Give me a break. But that's Geraldo, and that's what he does. People get so frustrated with him, but the reason he's on Fox is because they like having liberals on there who don't know anything because people like you and me get upset and we love it when one of the other ones, like uh, Jesse Waters or Greg Gutfeld, hands his head to him. So it's all part of the deal. Just so you know. All right, you have been listening. Episode 325 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been 
A terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour, Sempio X. And that's the way it is. Wednesday, January 18th, 2023.